All right. So uh, as you guys may or may not know, the Stanley Cup finals are going on right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, from the tank, the tank years that Rhea is such a big fan of and he thinks is a great strategy that all sports teams should take. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two big prizes that the Sabres had initially during the tank are playing against each other. Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt. So, you know, I don't know if you guys, like, I, I don't follow Sabres Twitter because that is a cesspool. I do read Sabres Reddit because it's, I mean, it's it's still a cesspool, but it's not as deep. And people are arguing, like, who you should root for. Sammy Boy and the Florida Panthers. Yeah. Or Jackie Boy and the Vegas Golden Knights. Ooh. I, I am rooting for... Team Meteor hit the arena. Oh, uh, well, it's I love I love Sam Reinhardt. Like, and you know the Sabers got a good return on Sam Reinhardt. Like that's how we got like Devin Levy, right? Sure. So like right. I and I I love Sam Reinhardt and Brandon Montour. Like it was a win win, right? But the problem with Florida is the Stahl brothers. Oh, the guys who because like they they said well because of our faith we yeah. can't wear the pride jerseys. Gotcha. Uh, for just for warm ups. Not only that, but Miami. Yeah. We don't want Miami to win anything. Right. And they're in the NBA finals as well. Right. Both times as eight seeds. But like, so, and like the Stahl brothers, and the, the one Stahl brother, like, he's like, I would never wear this. And then there's pictures of him wearing it in Montreal when Montreal Pride Night. And he's like, I never did it. Like, just straight up, like, the sh- old shaggy defense. It wasn't me. The, the little man defense, right? Yeah. Uh, R. Kelly's trial. And then, like, I, I don't. I don't hate Jack CGI'd Eichel. His face under the jersey. I don't hate Jack Eichel as much as like most local Buffalo people, um, but I mean Vegas has been in the year f- league for like six years. There was an info the graphic that I saw uh, this week making the web. Number of times each NHL team has made the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> Vegas has made it just as many times as the Sabers. Yeah, Sabers first year is nineteen seventy. Brutal. You know, while we're on the topic of uh, of sports, first off. While, while I do think the Sabres fandom, Twitter fandom, whatever, is, is pretty degenerate, I, I would like to issue, issue a formal apology because I have had uh, the misfortune of being introduced to the Bills Mafia babes. Mm. And I, I, I mean, I, 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 now I knew about the Bills Mafia stuff. I knew they were like a weird little fucking subculture of people. <laughs> okay, I just, I don't know. I thought they were a bunch of weirdos whatever but apparently there's like some hot bills mafia drama where this guy who was like engaged was like hitting up women on bills mafia babe twitter yeah, and, and their their entire personality is bills based yeah i mean at this point like they should file with the irs to be like tax exempt like a church they might be honestly they might be i i know like there's some like 501c3 backer no, no, just, just like and, and but like yeah like Let's fold out the church. Like, oh, what? What's your Sunday ritual? Is oh, we throw dildos on the field. That's <laughs> that's part of our church. Well, that's, that's our belief system. I, you know, I'm waiting for them to like unionize, like the Taylor Swift fans, <laughs> and uh, you know, start telling make make demands of Josh Allen that hey, you know, sorry, you can't be dating like hot celebrities anymore. You have to go back to your ex girlfriend, or else we will no longer be part of the Bills Mafia, babes. Yeah, I I wonder because uh, groundbreaking was this week for the new stadium. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they dug up any of the bodies that Bill's Mafia buried. <laughs> oh. Whatever the Buffalo version of Jimmy Hoffa is. How much do you think those golden shovels set back the uh, taxpayers? <laughs> well, I, I, have you, you started ever, saying golden shut, and I was like, this is going in a way well, different direction. Golden I've actually been to an event that the county put uh, on where they, they had golden shovels, and they're just regular shovels with gold spray paint. Oh, okay. They... they at, and also, you're all getting high there because they don't paint them until like they get there, and they're so, like, "Oh shit, we got to paint these." It's not high quality like the Notre Dame helmets. No, 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 it's, no yeah, that's no, no, no. not. It's not even. It's not even like gold leaf. They they don't even no. order like edible gold leaf off of Amazon. Okay. Okay. It's it's one spray can. Gotcha. The not sports podcast talking sports here. Might as well yeah. mention but the. the we have, but we haven't talked anything about like the actual sporting events. True. We're the Buffalo Bills hunks. Mm-hmm. We're the yes Bills. Hunks, we need something better. Yeah. Bill's bows. That doesn't really roll off the tongue. Sabres himbos. Sabres. Sabres himbos. Sabres himbos, sure. Well, well, fuck it. The the bandits. They, 
the the team that everybody. Well, you're going to make a point about the babes. We, oh, we went off. On oh, a I just I just said they were degenerates. Oh, okay. oh that, no, no, okay. that's okay. it. That's okay. it. That's all I had to say. Yeah. Okay. All is just I I made a formal apology to Sabres Twitter and <laughs> to the Sabres fandom. The Bills Mafia babes have exceeded you in insanity. Yeah. Um. So God bless. Take my mea culpa and run with it. Um. But the bandits are are little guys that could. My beloved bandits. They yes. gone and done it. Mm-hmm. The team that I'm only vaguely aware about and when their season is. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they won the NLL championship. Yeah, yeah nice. sure. I mean, it's a, probably a bigger deal in Canada than it is in, in any part of the United States. Right. That and, you know, what, f- uh, 10 bucks will get you lunch somewhere? Like, <laughs> I don't, I, no, Seneca Nation is big. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's true. Um, yeah, no, they, I guess they, they won. Good for them. Congrats. Congratulations. Yeah, they won big that last game by a big margin. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, just I mean, I hope do we get it? Do we get parades for the bandits? Sure, why not? Fuck it, why not? You know what? Why not? Yes, I hope so. We better get a fucking parade for the bandits. Mm-hmm. They they won a championship, right? I, I'd you know what? If the Bisons win a championship again, I'd want a parade for them. Mm-hmm. I or maybe we should save the bands parade until the Bisons do win a championship, and we could have both save the money. Yeah. Uh, or like, or like, we should have the bandage championship. But like, since nobody cares about it, we should have it like in Sloan, where nobody cares about him. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy for him. I it means absolutely nothing to me. But fuck it, why not? It's it's hot. It's summertime. Right. No, it's, it's I, I I think about like uh, you know when we did the worst of and you know I said I hate the bandits fans and and Jen was like, what do you have against twelve year olds? Like I'm very happy for those twelve year olds. <laughs> Then they are the happiest fucking twelve year olds you've ever seen, right? Right. Now, yeah, so. they, they thought they were gonna be happy later this month when school ended, but they got like it's summer vacation now. Right. Right. So yeah, the bandits and then the bisons, of course, recently had Star Wars Night. Um, which I I now I thought Star Wars Night was on was in May. Mm. May the fourth, but is that a that's a different thing. No, that's more of an internet na- like a national thing, maybe yeah. even global thing. Right. That no the, May the fourth. It's just a pun. Yeah, no the 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 Star Wars night's always a Friday night or Saturday night. Something, something they can do fireworks and and like keep the kids up all night. It's not a school night. May the fourth, you know, I don't know, if you know how calendars work, Ree, but sometimes May the fourth can end up on like a school night. Yeah, I fucking know. <laughs> not, not only that, but May fourth in Buffalo, you could have freezing temperatures mm-hmm. potentially. Okay. Right, you and know. that's and how are how are our illustrious like local. Star Wars super fans who write their own play going to be out there in robes and swinging fake <laughs> lightsabers if it's freezing. I know some people who do that, by yes, the way. They're really into it. Yeah, yeah. Darth Vader with a beer gut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? All right. So if you could write, like, have another intellectual property, have a night at the, or at the Bison's, like, what would yours of choice be? Well, they've got Marvel Night, too. Okay, yeah, in a similar vein. But what would mine be? Yeah. Good question, Jim. Felix the Cat. Oh. The Felix the Cat Extended Universe. Right, yeah. The Felix the Cat Extended Universe. Um, we'd, we'd get people out there uh, or yeah, yeah, doing X-rated cat stuff. Jim goes up in the pitcher's mound and reads his X-rated Felix the Cat slash fiction <laughs> uh, <laughs> with him and Garfield. Or, 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 can we do like... Uh, maybe like uh, Of Mice and Men night at the, at the Bisons where like oh. everybody gets handed a rabbit? I was thinking a snuff box night. Snuffbox. Oh okay. yeah, it's a deep cut for the fans, but right. I'm I'm into yeah. it. Anyone into Snuffbox? I mean, let's let's have an entire month where every night is themed around something different. Matthew Barry's done. <laughs> I mean, in my line of sight, I see the Golden Girls, uh, Golden cereal Girls. box, and that would be fun. The Funko Box, whatever you have over there, and now that we're would be talking Golden Girls night. Yes. would be amazing. Gold, which, it, that's actually the only idea that we that we've said that's actually good. Quick, which uh, one would you dress up as? Ooh. I think I'm in my heart. I'm a Blanche. I knew it. I knew you were a Blanche. Stan, Stan, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> you're more of a B. Arthur. I, I don't want to hear. Uh, it. I'm, the, I'm the Betty White one. You're the Betty White. Bros. Yeah. We we need an Estelle Getty though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. We really do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we need a little old Sicilian lady but to I'd, call I'd, stupid all the time. I I'd be out front at the corner of like. Uh, Swan and Pearl selling house dresses for people to wear to they go into the stadium. God, that would be awesome. I would love a Golden Girls night. Mm-hmm. I'd call the president of the Bisons. Tell him Golden Girls night is, is something you got to do. Dude, that would be a fucking massive hit. Are you kidding me? It'd be huge. Mm-hmm. It would be 
Dude, that's free money right there. It'd be huge. You guys keep recording. I real quick. I have to go like file a trademark for Golden Girls Nights for <laughs> for baseball teams. Could you imagine they play the theme song on the loudspeaker and everybody sings along like the be, seventh inning stretch? Mm-hmm. Yes, that'd be so it fun. And and the other thing that like would, like probably makes sense from like a capitalist standpoint for the Bisons is like. They don't have to worry about like getting one of the star like cast members there to like kick it off because they're all dead. So they have to they get to save that money. They don't have to put anything out because like nobody can blame them for not getting like you know Betty White to show up no, at the yeah. at the ballpark. Now, where, where would you get one of those long, flowy, big shoulder pads suits that they wore in the eighties? Salvation Army. Uh, I don't know. I have never seen anything uh, like that. The Salvation my, my aunt Potty's uh, closet. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> She go okay with us <laughs> stretching her suits out in the eighties. <laughs> if you threw a body, you could do that during June too. Yeah, I mean, it's a great month for it. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, hot outside, mm-hmm. better than look. Avengers night. Come on now. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Come on well, now. So you know that's a catchy um, show song, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the, thank you for being a friend. Yeah. yeah. The other catchy one was the Cheers theme. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say Frasier. Well, that, a Frasier night at the ballpark would be, night or Cheers Fra- night. Now, that is more my speed, but yeah. Frasier slash Cheers night, yeah. right? Yeah. Sure. The whole Cheers universe. Right. Cheers extended universe. Right. Uh, that, that we get Woody Harrelson to show up and play hacky sack on the field for like two hours That'd to entertain everybody. That'd be great. <laughs> you were, you strike me as a coach guy from Cheers, right? Coach? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think of myself as a Sam type character. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Welcome yeah. to the square, everybody. <laughs> Here we are. We're doing it. Monday night. Monday night. Yesterday was Pride. The Pride Parade, I should yeah. say. Here in Buffalo. And, and the festival. And the festival. And the festival. What did did you guys uh Talk about your Pride Day. Did you celebrate? Uh, were you able to attend the, attend the parade? Stand? I couldn't go. Couldn't go. I also couldn't make the uh, parade, but that's because I was working at the festival all day. I got I got down to the festival grounds like quarter to nine. I was there till like seven p.m. I was marching in the parade uh, with my friends over at Nickel City Athletics again, second year, and uh, I was in rare form. I purchased the WWE Championship belt koozie uh, or fanny pack cooler that you sent to me snake that's right well now everyone's gonna know where you got it from yes and i wore it and it was a hit yeah the people's champ hit. of pride is what, what people called mm-hmm. me hell yeah so even you carry four beers in that thing i carried four beers in that thing and then they were quickly carried no no beers in that thing because <laughs> they went down really fast but um as a straight cis man you know I, I had to make it known that i am the face of pride no i'm just kidding um <laughs> No, it was good. It was awesome. Uh, Pride Parade. The undisputed world champion Mm -hmm. of Pride. Of Pride. Mm -hmm. Of Pride, yeah. It was... uh, You let everybody know that you were straight and cis because you wore a Ted Nugent shirt the entire time. I gave gave a... (laughs) Did you do the Wango Tango? I gave a rock bottom to a Ron DeSantis doll. I I gave it the people's elbow, too. Yeah. There was somebody dressed as Minnie Mouse, like they did like full on Minnie Mouse cosplay. I saw there was somebody oh. uh, dressed as Mario in a little go kart. Mar- oh, that was awesome! I saw that. There's a Mario and there's a Bowser. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's fucking wild. You'd cool. be sweating balls in that thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, Pride Parade, fucking awesome. Best, you know what? I'll say it. Best parade. Oh but, yeah, yeah, easily, easily surpassed. Any of the St. Patrick's Day parade, and I say this as a fucking South Buffalo guy, I go to the old First Ward parade, been going my whole life. It's better than that, mm-hmm. like a lot better. Yeah, the Pride parade. Uh, first of all, the weather is almost always good, as opposed to St. Patrick's Day is a real fucking crapshoot. But the Pride parade brings out everybody, and everybody is happy to be there and likes each other. I mean, you don't even see like you used to see like twenty years ago, like some protesters at some spots by the Pride parade. You don't even see that anymore. Like they just have all given up and gone home, thank God. Right. You know, right. Back back to, you know, their homes in Marilla or wherever. <laughs> the Marilla Protectorate. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, no, Pride Parade like, like I lived at uh on Utica near the Utica and Elmwood intersection. You know, Ree and I were roommates for a while. Mm-hmm. I lived there for like eight years before that. Um 
And I mean, I mean the, the parade, you know, even when the old route that we talked about with Jack Cavanaugh a couple of weeks ago, they used to go right by there. Um, so like I was, it was great to go to the parade every, t- every year. Um, it's, it's the most fun. It's the most engaging. It's, you know, the most celebratory. Um, and I mean, I don't know. It's, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know that you'll get many arguments that it's the best parade in Buffalo. I mean, sure, there's probably some people who are like, well, what about the Parade of Circles? But I just call that South Buffalo Pride Fest. <laughs> yeah, it it is a really positive environment. I mean, you know, always is, and it's um, it's really encouraging just to see like the growth of it in you know even like the five ten years or whatever it's been. I mean, it was always fun and it was always cool, but now it's just such a celebration the the big thing that like to me and like again this gets back to like our conversation with jack a couple weeks ago is that the growth of youth involved in the parade um both uh you know uh youth inside the queer uh, queer community and allies showing up and uh uh, participating um yeah i mean that was my thing like you know i was i was working i was at the tent at canal side and you know the thought that kept going through my mind the entire time is uh man you know the kids are all right like i actually had a little bit of hope for this country yeah because like you know the the general age at the pride festival had to be like upper 20s at the highest i gotta ask you guys you said a lot of the bigots went back to marilla how many of you how many of them do you think just died out they're just dead i mean there's a good amount of them that have died out a lot have. I mean, I think an unfortunate mistake that we make, though, is that, like, you know, uh, we think that bigotry is something like a, a province of the old. Mm-hmm. Um, when we see more and more right. in the rise of, like, the right-wing shithead class, it's a lot of actually, unfortunately, younger people mm-hmm. yeah, who are, you know, whether they're clout chasing or whether what. Right, I mean, like, it's uh, like, uh, the, the shitheads that UB keep inviting aren't 80. Right. Michael Mull is not fucking right. 80, right. you know. True. Um but to your point, Jim, the uh, the the youth, um, and it's so so encouraging to see that. And uh, I actually saw a friend of the pod, Colin Dabkowski. Mm-hmm. I think he was down there with his students. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gave him a big hug. Yeah, I saw Jack. Um, oh yeah. I I want something interesting. I noticed because I spent all day at uh, the Pride Fest, and uh, again, you know, tangentially sports related, is that uh, you know. The Bills obviously are much more popular in this area in general. Mm-hmm. But I saw, and this is anecdotally, but I saw a lot more Sabres gear among people down at, at the Pride. Like I only saw like three or four people wearing any Bills gear whatsoever. I'm going to say it. The Sabres have better vibes right now. Well, the other thing is hockey for years now has had Pride nights. Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Now, I don't know that's going to continue because there was so much kickback this year between Russians and shitheads like the stalls, like I mentioned earlier, like saying, oh, well, I, you know, I'm Christian. I can't do Pride Night. They're outliers. Right. Um, but hockey is, has had Pride Nights. I I am going to be dead for hundreds of years before the Bills have a Pride Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's that, I think that's just the case. Uh, I also saw one intrepid Bandits fan. The Bandits had just won the title, and there was one fucking person wearing a Bandits hat. Wear it loud. Yeah. Wear it proud. So, but, uh, you know, I, I thought that was interesting to see um, that, you know, and, and some of the people who are wearing Sabres gear, because, and the may, what made me think about this is we're wearing the Sabres Pride Night hats, mm. where the Sabres logo was in the rainbow colors. Yeah, I mean, that that is awesome, and props to the Sabres in the NHL for doing that for years, and hopefully mm-hmm. they continue to do it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, yeah, Pride, Pride Weekend, Pride Parade always is a fucking awesome time. Um, oh, I was actually, so I went to um, our friends over at Bika, Buffalo Institute mm-hmm. Contemporary Arts. There was uh, an exhibit Friday night um, by artist H. Boone, um, I believe is the name. I'll double check that and make sure. But it was called Transhuman. And it was, um, it wasn't a huge exhibit, but it was like a lot of the the conceit was like, um, the artist had like trans people do 3D scans of their bodies and then um, they manipulated you know with the scans themselves like they like kind of transformed and did all sorts of like weird iterations of it I don't want to say weird in a pejorative sense just a lot of these things looked like almost like otherworldly 
but there were human forms, but like you saw like maybe like two faces, or like the faces were doubled and there were like actual sculptures, like ceramic sculptures that they then had 3D printed out. Um, and it was fascinating. So if you ever have an opportunity, uh, stay hip to Bika. We got to get them. We got, yeah. we, we owe uh, them actually on the show sometime. We got to yeah. hit the DMs again. I, I do want to say one quick thing about Pride. Like it's obvious, it's, a, it's a great time. It's, it's the most fun. Um, it's also like, for like anything where like they have praise and celebrate, it's probably one of the most socially important things to do. And you're like, it's easy for us to like, it's like three like cis het guys to be like, Oh, it's, it's the most fun to go to. Yeah. But like, it's also in, like incredibly important time to come out like, uh, and, and support the, that community. Um, and so, you know, like you know, it, I, I, I actually wish that the community at large embraced stuff like, Juneteenth and like the Puerto Rican festival a little bit more uh, and supported some of those groups a little bit more, you know, uh, I mean, obviously I wish the pride was six times as big as it is now, but I also wish that Juneteenth was 20 times as big as it is now in Buffalo. Um, and people were supporting those communities more and coming out, uh, you know, because like as great as pride is, and like, you know, we talk about like the pride price of best parade in in the city every single year, it's probably still per, like attendance wise and participant wise a little smaller than even the St. Patrick's Day Parade still. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the Pride Parade itself is excellent. But like I said, um, you know, there's uh, incredible art. I also want to shout out uh, Mickey Harmon had an uh, exhibition. I don't know if it's still up, but the male erotic, mm. um, you know, a lot of like homosexual erotic art. Mm. Um, so, I mean, it's not just like, like, yes, it, there is fun stuff, but there's also a lot of fascinating stuff. Like, really take the time to celebrate the queer community if you can because it's vibrant and growing um, here in, in Buffalo. Not that it, growing in the sense, not that it's like wasn't always here, but the sense that, you know, we're hopefully empowering um, the members of our community here in the LGBTQ sphere to feel more comfortable and really and, feel like they're flourishing. And, and, and it's constantly under attack in this country. And, you know, we talked about in the last month even locally with like people who are trying to get on the school boards and that stuff and, and get their foot in the door to other elected office. So, you know, I mean, it's something that's constantly under attack for sure. For sure. Well, pivoting a little bit here, Jim, we're, yeah. we're going to, you know, we're going to move from the sunshine and good vibes back to a time of blizzards and mm. snow and bad mm-hmm. feelings. Yes. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, Winterfell, mm-hmm. or Buffalo, uh, circa December 2022. Right. Yeah. The, uh, the NYU Wagner School report, uh, lessons learned from the Buffalo blizzard, recommendations for strengthening preparedness and recovery efforts has been released. Yep. Now, this may come as very little shock to you listening, but a report paid for and basically furnished catered to Byron Brown's whims and demands is not so critical of the city of Buffalo. Jim. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a little critical, but it's certainly not like very critical. I mean, like, I mean, the Wagner school wants to get another contract from Byron Brown's administration. Apparently. Yeah, it appears to be so. Or it appears to be the case, I should say. And so I, I, by the way, I did not read the entire report. It's like 170 pages. Like I like you guys, but not that much. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't read 170 pages when I was in college. I'm not reading it for this podcast. Yeah. But I did read the executive summary, Yeah, I which is what I did in college. And, and that's all you need to do at Bonaventure to, to still graduate with honors. Right. And that's also how you get a somewhat mildly successful podcast. <laughs> you just you just kind of half read stuff. Um, but no, I read it uh, here before we started recording today. I mean, okay, you're right. There's some barbs here a mm-hmm. little bit, um, you know, uh, part of what the report um, highlighted was what we all know is that the city's fleet vehicles and their storage uh, are absolutely fucking substandard uh, right. to deal with any kind of emergency. Like weather but, event. And, and, but this is how they criticized the mayor is like you like you they didn't say, oh, because the mayor fucked up and screws up the budget every fucking year. DPW sucks. What they said is, oh, the fleet's not in great shape. And and didn't ha- it doesn't have the capabilities to handle a storm like this. The, it implies that the mayor, who's been mayor for the last six thousand years, 
fucked up and the DPU DPW sucks. But then to come out and say that, like you have to like dig, like think a little bit deeper or go to that second step to realize like, oh, well, why is DPW not prepared? Oh, well, the mayor sets the budget. And sure, like common council members have the ability and the opportunity to you know, amend the budget or ask for more money. And and they should be asking more questions. And they started to this year after the blizzard. Um, but, you know, as somebody who's worked for, you know, higher levels in branches of government and the executive branch in particular uh, for a department, you submit a budget and you tell the executive branch what you think you need. And unless you're a police department or the Department of Defense, you don't just get to write, like, your Christmas wish list. It's not like when I was a kid and the fucking Sears catalog would come and I would or the brand names catalog because I was like I was grew up in Buffalo and, and you know we couldn't afford Sears <laughs> and I would write down all 6000 things in the brand names catalog that wait, I wanted. wait a second brand names the lesser Sears they didn't seem like they were at least less expensive oh, yeah. uh, right? were they uh, brand names definitely had layaway that Sears did not have oh well yeah. layaway sure yeah. right i got you um you know and, uh, like, that's for you, the poor you you also you cuz you also got like the hills catalog cuz that's where the toys are hell yeah dude layaway at hills too i yeah. remember layaway that layaway at hills was what right. was up yes. yeah. I um that. but uh so like unless you're like like i said department of defense or a, a police department law enforcement you don't get anything you want like you can't like just say like hey we need a 60 percent increase in budget even if you need a 60 percent increase in budget that year uh you know i i was working for you know uh social services and we were woefully understaffed and i remember them like you know the commissioner at the time coming back to me and being like we can't ask for as much as you say we need because you know like i well basically like it was twofold one we're not going to get it and the county executive is not going to ask for it yeah <laughs> but also at that point, that particular commissioner was like, I told the county executive we don't need that much, and I look like an asshole if you tell them that we need that much. And I was like, well, I don't care if you look like an asshole. This is what we need. Like, you know, we're, we're trying to help people here. Like, I, I guess I guess maybe you should have talked to me before you told the county executive what you needed. Yeah. Well, and from this report here, too, I mean, to your point, Jim, um, you know, basically framing this uh, in the language of like, oh, well, yeah, I guess the fleet vehicles were understaffed. For, or, well, I'll, I'll read it verbatim from the executive summary. Uh, the following key priorities emerged from our research. The first one, physical assets. The city's emergency vehicle fleet, storage capabilities, and warming centers did not meet the demands that responding to this once-in-a-generation gener- once storm required. Hey, guess who's been a fucking mayor of Buffalo, New York for a whole generation? Well, what's also is that one of the criticisms they have in the full report is that they, they call this a once-in-a-generation storm there, but in the report they're like, since 1976, there have been eight storms like this. Like, what are we, mayflies? How many? How long do they think a generation is? If they say this is once in a generation, but also, by the way, in the last 49 years, there's been eight storms this big. Right, like charitably, charitably, you could say Byron Brown in his tenure has at least had two. I, I think it's charitable to say, right, the October storm in 2007, or what, right? Yeah, it had to be 2007. 2006, 2007? 2006. Yeah, and then this one. Um, I, I would also argue, like, there was that uh, giant storm in 2014. Yes. There, or there's the right. famous pictures where, like, it looks like, like Game of Thrones, yes, the sir. fucking wall blocking off, uh, like, basically south of downtown. Sure. So, all right. Three. Three fucking once-in-a-generational storms. One in the mi- one at the beginning of his tenure, one in the middle, and then one fucking ideally at the end of it. Um, I mean, every step of the way, the city's response is been pretty fucking woeful right um, and, and, and again this like uh, two of them led up to this so like one of the things is like a summary is basically like that they haven't learned any lessons uh, but like this goes back to like that uh fucking billboard on the 198 where fema's trolling the mayor uh where it says if you can plan for a birthday party you can plan for a natural disaster and clearly he can't plan for either so like like uh, fema basically just openly telling the entire like western new york area like hey if you're having a birthday party don't ask the mayor to plan it Right, right. Uh, also, I'm sure the folks at National Grid who were like up and running, you know, 24 hours a day for like seven days straight, and and actually had their trucks ready ahead of time, and like were like they were doing whatever they could, and like the second point of this blast them. Yeah, electrical power because of failures in the electrical network managed by National Grid, they call them out by name. Approximately twenty thousand customers in key city facilities, including firehouses and the Department of Public Works facility, lost power at some point during the storm. Some for up to four days, just completely fucking blasting. Probably the one organization that actually did their jobs. Well, also like like 
Yeah, like like the like the city owned facilities like firehouse and stuff like that like that didn't that, that lost power is it national's grid fault that they don't have backup generators like yes. like like hospitals and, and other organizations that like know that they have to be able to like constantly be have electricity and be able to respond make sure that they have backup systems of power and the city again under mayor byron brown's control didn't plan for that. They're like, they're like, ah, we don't need backup sources of power or like, or, or any like backup plans for like a fire department because nobody's ever had bad weather in the city of Buffalo. And nothing bad ever happens here. Yep. Yep. Next bullet point here. There's four of them. There are not too many more. Public communications. Many people remained uninformed despite travel bans and stay at home orders. The city relied heavily on television and radio announcements and non-specific warnings and not enough residents had enrolled in text message alert systems. Um, I mean, that part's spot on. You but, know. Wait, but again, here's the thing. First, they put someone to blame on residents that they hadn't, they hadn't enrolled in text message system. But also, like, they talk about the city relied on radio and TV. The fucking county was on social media. Yes. You know, again, this, like, you have to, like, take, like, a second step on this. Like, the city specifically fucked up. The county is out there, and they, they were all over radio and TV and social media. They were doing everything short of, like, sending the town crier out to make sure that people knew about this. Uh, look, they, the county still fucked up. They should have, you know... Uh, done the, uh, the driving ban earlier they shouldn't have let people go to work that day but they were trying to communicate the city didn't the city like you know how many days like we went like what 36 hours between press conferences by the mayor because like mm-hmm. like he didn't want to show his face he yeah. was too busy at home making like you know those 80s toys to shrink it's in his oven right and and notably uh byron brown never lost power just mm-hmm. Just letting you know that uh, from what I've heard. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Like the framing of this, the city relied, but the residents didn't, you know, meet their obligation here to enroll in text message, which, hey, the text message alert system sucks balls. Right. So. But that, that, I mean, that's shades of, you know, of our elected officials telling people like, well, you should have had enough supplies to be able to live for three days with no heat and electricity. I mean, absolute fucking nonsense there. And finally, of course, like, the intersectionality point, which is a good one, but all right, existing equity issues. While the snow hit all of Buffalo hard, the blizzard's impact was felt hardest in the neighborhoods that endure persistent economic hardships and resource limitations. Of the 31 individuals who died within the uh, city of Buffalo, 20 were people of color, disproportionate for the city's demographics. Some residents ventured out midstorm for food and medicines because they were not in a financial position to stock up ahead of time. Um, so we had 31 individuals who died, probably countless others who, you know, had some kind of injuries. Well, and 31 in the city, 31 in the 46 city. in the county. Right. And, and probably others, you know, maybe who um, were hospitalized, you know, for like, right. um, I know there's that crazy post on Facebook where the guy had, uh, you know, frostbite really bad. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm sure there are a lot of people who suffered or didn't have their meds, but even if they didn't die directly because of the storm, their lives were interrupted in such a way that could have been avoided. Um, and a lot of it's based on, on the inequities. And again, what you were saying, Jim is like, I love, you know, when it comes to, well, the city tried, the city tried to do all this, but now it becomes like, oh, the inequities, just the view from nowhere, like who might've caused, who might've had a hand in these inequities persisting? Well, or, right, yeah. It might mean, be the mayor who was fucking around for 20 years. I don't know. Yeah, I mean- Maybe, it, just maybe. And also the mayor who was there at that press conference alongside the governor and the county executive who said that people, we warned you the storm was coming. You should have had three to four days at minimum worth of supplies to survive. We don't care if you have no money and are poor. By the way, is we're the what third or fourth poorest city in the United States. Yeah, just absolute nonsense out of this report. So, I mean, again, hope the hopeful takeaway here is that you know I, I know it's not going to go very far, but I, I hope that at the very least the city and the Department of Public Works does get better fucking asset management for their vehicles. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that the communications, like the actionable stuff from this report, I hope it is a cause for action and not just, okay, let's cover Byron Brown's ass. Right. I mean, the, the, the only thing like that, like I feel good about, like, and again, I didn't feel, read the full report. So maybe it's hidden there somewhere as like the report didn't say like, Hey, what Buffalo really needed is more money for law enforcement to go, to go after the gumball machine looter. <laughs> gumball bandit. Yep. Still at large. Well, moving on to some shiny, happy topics, Jim. Mm. The air quality was a report. 
Er, 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 I mean, there's been multiple reports and warnings, really. Warnings, so, that's what I mean. Because, so, uh, right, uh, Snake, you've been following this. There have been wildfires in Canada. I mean, there was one a month ago, caused hazy skies. We're going through that again. Yep. It was and, and, blocking out the sun. And, and I know we didn't get a ton of it here, but um, it was actually like it had such an impact that people living in Colorado yeah. were told to stay at home because the air quality right. was so piss poor. I mean, I mean, there are massive warnings in Buffalo right now. Like, so like, so like I know that people in Colorado are being told to stay at home, but like, like they're being, they're telling people in Buffalo, like if you have to be outside for more than a couple of hours, you should probably be wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Jesus. It's rough. Yeah. That is a uh, God. We live in, we live in a dark time, Jim. Yeah. We live in so dark a time. In fact, the weathermen are fighting. Yeah. The weathermen are fighting. Can you believe this snake? Right. It I, sounds like something out of one of your cold opens. You figure they're scientists. They'd get their facts straight. You can't argue over facts, but that's not true. Right. I, I thought like meteorologists were like members of like the Knights Templar. And like they just <laughs> always like we're in yeah. lockstep in unison together. Yeah. They're fight- so we've got in one corner, we've got Mike Saika. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what channel was he, Channel 4? I think so. They're Mike both Saika. Channel 4. They're uh, both Mike, Channel 4. Mike Saika and Don Paul. Oh, Don, Don, now Don Paul's not on TV anymore, is he? He is. He, he was off for a while and they took him back. Right. So, so Saika says what the air quality is not as bad, or no, th- no, no it's it, from Quebec. Is that, was that uh, what it was? They, they were arguing about like how it's getting here. Crazy eyes, Saika. Crazy eyes, Cra- yeah. Mister Vaseline. <laughs> Look that story up if you're not familiar with it. I'm not going to go into it, but like, there's a crazy story about Mike Saika, and it involves being handcuffed and Vaseline being pulled out of his shorts. Yeah, yeah, he was wearing the. The chaps or something. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. You yeah. got it. That's right. Uh, so, Mister Vaseline, which, which, by the way, Don Paul took the high road and didn't bring that up. <laughs> Good on Don Paul. I'm sure he knows about it. Better man than me. <laughs> I, I definitely would have uh, post if I was Don Paul because, like, Psycho's like excuse was like he talks all day, so that's why I need the Vaseline. If I was Don Paul, I definitely on Twitter would have posted a picture of Vaseline. Like, I'm gonna need this because I can't wait to. St- I'm not gonna be talking about this all day. <laughs> Well, you know, I uh, uh, well, hold on. Vaseline break, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, we, we do a lot of talking. Yeah. By the way, Vaseline, if you'd like to sponsor the show, yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> big Vaseline, back up the truck. Well, if I'm if I'm betting money on uh, you know one of our favorite sports sites, I, I'm I'm putting it all on Don Paul, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, putting it all on Paul. Mm-hmm. I feel like based on the thread, uh, the general consensus was Don Paul won the argument. Right. Yeah. yeah. Was was more correct. That's right. That's right. Well, in the next fight on our bill here, guys, on the card, um, you know, we've we've got uh, two titans of, of Western New York uh, political scene here. Jimmy. Yeah, uh, two people who have essentially switched uh, switch parties to go to the opposite. Uh, it's uh, it's a like freak- Freaky Friday. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's yeah. like a Freaky Friday. Like one Republican to Democrat and one Demo- Democrat essentially to Republican. Yes, we have Kevin Hardwick versus Michael P. Mickey Kearns. <laughs> That's right. And this time around, you know, Mickey is a he's a South Buffalo guy. Okay, he's combative. All right. It's just in our nature. That's how it is. You know, we don't mean to be uh, you know, so quarrelous. So we just that's just kind of how the world has it out for us mm-hmm. as South Buffalonians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and in this case, the world is Kevin Hardwick wanting to look at the uh county clerk's financials. Well, he wanted not just to look, but to have access, monitoring access, so he could look at them in real time. Yes. So Kearns said that, look, we'll provide you with bank statements, you know, weekly, biweekly, monthly, or whatever, uh, but get out of here with your big brother, nanny state. I, I, I think he said he, were, he, would, he would provide them monthly. I don't think he was willing to go short ter- shorter term than that. Sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah he, but he was like, you know, Having complete access to you know our bank accounts is a no go. Now the definition of the city, uh, the county controller, and the county charter is essentially has access to all the bank accounts all the time. But that wasn't, uh, and also when Hardwick realized that he didn't have access to and monitoring access to the clerk's office or the sheriff's office, so he like notified both of them like, "Hey, I would like this," and Garcia was like, 
Yeah, it seems reasonable. Within six weeks, right? Or yeah. Like something almost instantaneous, right. relatively. Uh, now, I mean, for county government, yeah, that is essentially instantaneous. Right. It's like a nanosecond in county government time. Uh, and Kearns, and this, by the way, Hardwick's not the first person to say he wanted to do this. I mean, it looks like, oh, Hardwick, Democratic county controller, these two independently elected Republicans, he'd like to monitor them. Stefan Mahailu brought this up. As something that he wanted to do. Maybe the only time where Stefan Mahailu and Kevin Harvick agree with any, uh, on anything. Uh, well, at least now. I mean, maybe six years ago when they were both Republicans, they agreed on stuff. But, um, and Stefan basically dropped it. But uh, Mickey, now nah, I, I don't want you, I don't want you, like, you know, <laughs> spying on me, basically. You know, the, the ending of the story is, well, maybe not ending. It hasn't ended yet. But what what happened was Kearns got his ass fucking handed to him by the ledge who told him, hey, you got to do this. Including, like, the Republican legislators yes. like who are like, no, no, like, you, you can't. Like, and the people who he, he thought would be his allies on it, even though they're in the minority there and the, the, uh, the ledge, he thought, like, oh, the, the, they'll at least support me. And they're like. Why are you fighting this? Like, well, like, like the only, like the only reason that you would probably be fighting this is if you actually are fucking around with the money. Yeah, and I mean, this is just like the fucking uh, conservative, you know, nightmare scenario in a way where it's like, oh, here comes this tax and spend liberal who's hiding what they're doing with your. I mean, not McCarran's a liberal, but he's a Democrat in name only. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, having access to your public funds refuses to say you know, refuses to hand access over to the watchdog right. of the finances. Like, what are you doing, Mickey? What, right. what could you, and that is a great question. What could you be doing? If this is really just a pissing contest, then you were bound to lose it because nobody in their right mind is going to say the comptroller should not have real time access right. to the clerk's funds. Well, like, the, 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 the key thing here about like the clerk's office is that, you know, like the rest of the County, the incoming funds, their revenue streams, they basically know what they look like, whether it's from the state or the federal government. They know ahead of time what, what's going to be coming in, you know, property tax taxes, the, the special taxing districts for the sewer and the water and the library. Like, they know what's coming in. The clerk's office, I mean, I don't know. Did you decide to get a gun permit this year or not? Did you decide to, like, go to local DMV or, you know, renew your registration online? It, 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 you don't really know what's coming in on a daily basis or a regular basis to, through the clerk's office. And, you know, if the controller is supposed to be the, you know, monitoring the county's finances, having real-time access to what's going on and the trends on what money is coming in through the clerk's office makes a lot of sense for the, the controller's office to actually know what, what's going on. Uh, and Mickey was just like, nah, uh, I don't want you knowing how much money I, I got every day. It's not like Harwick was going to be like, hey, Mickey, uh, you know, I'd like to sell you these Girl Scout cookies. They cost how much money do you have in your pocket? <laughs> He's going to be like, hey, Mickey, what's up with all this Vaseline you're buying? Right, yeah, right, yeah. You've been I, talking a lot. Yeah. You and Mike Syka going, going out riding a tandem bicycle around downtown. Well, yeah, it, it, this was a... Uh, very much a folly on Kearns' end. I don't know where he thought it would end, but I am curious to see once he, you know, starts turning over the real time finances, what exactly would lead to this kind of. I see. I, I don't. I don't think there's actually anything malicious here because Mickey's just so dumb. I think he just didn't want anybody looking over his shoulder. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, or he, maybe he is so dumb that he thought he could hide the finances and he was doing, you know, some malfeasance there. I mean, that th- that is a pretty good possibility with Mickey. Like he. He is that dumb that he thought that like, like you know, like he thinks he's office space. And he's just all, he's putting all the rounding errors into a private bank account. Could be, could be. Um, moving on to the city of Buffalo, Jim. Yeah, the Elmwood Heights building. Yeah, recently condemned. Well, it was condemned back in March, and uh, you had a, a city judge say, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna put a stay on evicting all these people." I don't know if you know how March weather works in Buffalo, but we can't kick all these people onto the street. It's pretty fucking cold. We're going to give the owner of the building some time to fix their violations before, you know, we we vacate. We tell the, the all the residents they have to vacate the property. Well, uh, apparently the property owner d- didn't fix shit. Shocking. 
And the judge lifted the order and said, all right, everybody's got to get out. Now, the city apparently is trying to help people find new places to live. Uh, I mean, the Elmwood Heights, you know, it's at the corner of like Elmwood and uh, Lexington, like the north block of Lexington mm-hmm. across from that uh, speedway there. Yes. Is for Elmwood relatively affordable. It's, it's, it's not low income, but it's, it's, a, it's a more affordable area yeah. uh, or, uh, building. Um, so it's going to be tough to find that many displaced people housing. Uh, I we we just got a report from NYU that the city doesn't put any money into like fucking plows and like the public works. So I don't know how much money they have for like housing specialists. Um, but like you know, they are trying to find people, you know, some place to live. Uh, I don't know. I mean, color me skeptical there as to like how many people aren't just going to be unhoused. Yeah, I mean, it's a truly abysmal situation. And, uh, you know. It's just another building for Doug Jamal to buy. Right, right. Oh, actually, you know, we didn't have it on our board, but this is actually, a, speaking of Jamal, mm-hmm. um, the story that came out recently about, uh, oh, what the fuck is the name of that company? Was it Bite? Um, Bit? No, it was, hold on, hold on. We'll we'll work through this. This is how the sausage gets made, folks. Okay, we we remember a thing that we read. Bitwise, that's right. So, um, Jim, have you were you aware of the story? The no, Bitwise? I, no. It's, I I I saw the headline and I thought, don't care, and then moved on with my day. Well, it's actually it's actually a pretty shitty story, um, all things considered, because Bitwise um, they were primed to. I mean, they dropped eighty million dollars into Buffalo. They are renovating. Um, the office on Seneca street uh, that Jamal owned, like there was supposed to be big money going into this. And then all of a sudden the funding just got cut off. Yeah. So it's a tech training kind of school. There are people signed up to start their uh, lesson or, or course or whatever. They got the rug pulled right from under them. Well, maybe they can go to Madai instead. Nope. Oh, wait, no, oh, can't do that. Yeah. And I mean, bitwise, uh, you know they're throughout the country, right? Like this isn't just Buffalo. Right. Um, the it's a tech startup that essentially the elevator pitch is that you know they're going to help people from economically disadvantaged backgrounds, neighborhoods, what have you, uh, learn tech and become you know tech experts that then they can go into the field and make you know salaries that are more than a living wage. You know that are really uh, can set you off into middle class lifestyle. Um, the number they float around sixty to eighty thousand a year um, here in Buffalo, anyway, and um, yeah, it fell through. And so Jamal, who I'm trying to find the address on Seneca Street where they have um, that that Jamal owns, but oh, it doesn't say in this. Oh, three sixty eight Sycamore, mm. that's owned by Douglas Development Corp. This is from WKBW dot com four days ago. Yeah, they're supposed to move into um, the Sycamore Street building. Um, and it's, you know, it's halted. They've halted the renovation. So Jamal was like, hey, uh, we don't know if you're paying. So until you get that whole money situation figured out, we are stopping all the reservations or all the renovations catered to you. Um, and again, you know, I, I'll be honest, like I don't know enough about the tech world to say whether or not Bitwise is anything legit. Um, just based on their stated mission, you know, purpose alone. Like it sounds like a good thing, but yeah. you, you never know. There's a lot of shitheads out there that yeah. are just kind of fly by night operations. But I mean, they, there was a lot of money, not just from Bitwise, but like, I want to say like the state and like, there's a lot of funding streams that went into this. Um, the Motley Fool was involved, which I always see that it's one of those business right, yeah. things, but I'm always like, what the fuck is the Motley Fool? Um, but there are a lot of like big time, money people that were involved in you know from outside the area that were involved in investing in this and it just fell apart overnight basically there was no mm-hmm. it wasn't like oh bitwise is failing it's like oh february they were talking about how big of a push they're going to do this year seems like it's another one of those things that went belly up due to the interest rates going up mm. the free money wasn't there that's my assumption is there any chance Elon can buy them and still make this work? <laughs> could come back to Buffalo and, and get a second second bite at the apple, getting free money from the state. If anyone can buy something for way too much, have it fail, but still somehow keep it going, he can do it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, M and T forty three North um, right, right. invested in this. I mean, this was like a big deal, March twenty twenty two, and just for it to like crash and burn in June twenty twenty three is. Uh, disheartening at best, um, but we'll, we'll keep an eye on. It. I don't know what's going to happen from here. What I do, honestly, you know, I, I I see something like that, and it's like, yeah, obligatory that all the major shitheads, players involved, that you're like, okay, whatever, who gives a shit about these jerks? But I think about the person who was like excited to be enrolled in this, and was like, yeah, this could really change yep. my life. I've been, right. yeah, you know, it's an opportunity that I needed, and thank God somebody finally helped me. And now just the rug pulled out from under them, and yep. it's really disheartening. I um, mean, sucks. I mean, I, it is. I I wish that like rather than like invest in like a private firm doing this, you know, like we have like you know the public like you know the uh, Buffalo Employment Training Center. Why couldn't like Forty Three North or like M and T Bank, especially in the state, reinvest money and hire tech specialists to turn the BETC? Yeah, they probably don't get a cut from that. Right into into a larger training center that focuses on something like this and get highly qualified people to do it, as opposed to like relying on like, well, if we just give a whole bunch of money to somebody in the private sector, they probably just won't run away to the, like you know Curacao with it. No, maybe. Right. All right, moving on to the restaurant radar, guys. The restaurant radar, our new section of the show where we talk about. Restaurants. Are we going to do it every week? No. Mm-hmm. Much like the mailbag, it's kind of like when we want to fucking do it, and I'll probably give out the wrong email address. Right. <laughs> so we have to create We'll do one. it every week if you guys can get the uh, the guy who played Raider on MASH to be up our fourth co-host. <laughs> oh, God, I would love that. He's great. Yeah. I love MASH. Um, restaurant on today. On re- for, for all you kids listening home, uh, that that's a very relevant television program that I brought up, MASH. Hey, <laughs> highest ratings yeah. ever mm-hmm. i think i don't know it's probably changed but right all the kids have still watched the reruns. right yeah it's, I, I, all the kids are dressing up as alan arkin for halloween this year alan, Ar- alan alda alda oh yeah. although it'd be very funny if they dress up as alan arkin too yeah if they're twins get they your, go as each one get your fucking alan straight uh, alan alda. Uh, all i can think of when I, alan alda is uh those bill Hader sketches on saturday night live where you <laughs> pretend to be alan alda like uh <laughs> auditioning for different movies so good i you know uh, now we're on the mash topic i just want my own personal crusade that i like scrubs first off i like the television show scrubs scrubs is great zach braff is, is mildly enjoyable but his knockoff alan alda in mash <laughs> his knockoff hawkeye pierce I, drove me nuts and yes i was that nerd who watched mash as a kid because it was always on the reruns on yeah, fx right. and then everybody else was watching scrubs and I'm like oh he's just a, a knockoff hawkeye yeah doing the i'm happy but now i'm maudlin and i'm right. sad and you're not a tenth of the actor right that alan alda is wow and tenth not we're, even we're couldn't not hold get, his jock strap we're not getting zach braff on the show that's right right freaking weirdo jeez oh, i love i love you zach Come right and, and uh, also uh andrew cuomo doing his alan alda by calling everybody hot lips all the time oh <laughs> 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 uh, anyway restaurant radar so uh bad news good news we'll give you the bad news first unfortunately uh compass run um the ex- I, I don't want to say extension but like you know brother of Toutant, mm-hmm. um, that Southern cooking fair, uh, pretty damn good food too. As closing up shop. Yep. And over on 500 Seneca street. Um, it's too much for their owners to run two operations. Yeah. Sounds like it was going well, but right. You know, they, they've got some young family members. Like they, they, they just want to focus on not spending a million hours a week running or two restaurants. They want to spend time with their kids. They didn't want to make, put their kids to work. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, right. You know, in this state, it's right. harder to do than maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe Missouri or something like that. Right. Yeah, it's a real, it's a real shame to see it close. Um, I, I had their seafood boil when I was in there. Uh, it was salmon. It was so good. Um, but you know, hopefully something else. It's a great location. <clears throat> Five hundred Seneca Street is on the up and up. Mm-hmm. That whole, it's all. Watch before your very eyes, friends how gentrification works. You will see it in the next five years in that area. It's going to ramp up and, and ramp up real fast. Um, so I know something is going to pop into that space and, and probably be successful. Speaking of gentrification and restaurants, it looks like Chandler street is finally getting the road work. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. Yep. Anyway, no, that's on the restaurant radar yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, you know, driving down there is like driving 
On the moon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all the craters down there, right. fucking tires and suspension. That's and all it, it took was Southern Junction saying that they're going to open a place on Connecticut Street. And they're like, <laughs> you know, well, well, we will whoa, fix whoa, Chandler. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, it is probably... It, it is probably not unrelated to the fact that Joe Golombic has, has a tough primary this year. <laughs> Who's to say, really? Yeah. Who's to say? Yeah. Um, also, um, Mr. Sizzles is expanding yeah. to Clarence. Yep, now all my suburban family doesn't have to come to the city for Sizzles. They can just go to Clarence. Along the transit wasteland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be a Sizzles. Sizzles, I mean, um, not a surprise, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, you know, I don't think they had ever any intentions to be a small mom and pop shop. I think that they were always like, they came out of the gate with like some pretty hot and heavy marketing. Got a great concept there. Uh, You know, they had a great concept. um, Buffalo since always pretty damn good marketing, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, strategy, whatever branding. Um, And they've engendered quite the loyal following. Yeah. And, um, you know, unfortunately that Connecticut street location is a little small. I wouldn't be surprised if they like expand that even at some point in the future. Um, but I mean, branching out to Clarence, I'm never going to go to fucking Clarence. So mm-hmm. I'm happy for the people in Clarence. Mm-hmm. You get a Mr. Sizzle. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, you heard about it. And this way you don't have to go to the dirty city. To yeah, but it. It's also like it's it's in technically in Clarence. But like so it's like it's like the transit road corridor. Right, right. It's it's not like Clarence Hollow or Clarence Center. Yes. Like you're not out by the country club. You know, like you're out by like the world's last Chi-Chi's. <laughs> Is there still Chi-Chi's out there? I don't think so. I didn't think so. Chi-Chi's. Right. I thought that turned into La Tolteca. Uh, it's it's a it's a ground round now. Ground round. round. Get out of here. Just, it's a it's an Arthur Treacher's. Leave the snake pit. <laughs> ground round. Um, yeah. So good for Mr. Sizzles again. You know, they were never just going to be some small mom and pop shop. They had, I think, eyes for a bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, franchise. They they are the uh, smash burger version of fatties, which just fatties just like yeah. Uh, yeah. Soon, soon fatties they can have, do no wrong. Fatties gonna have more locations than Tim Hortons soon. Oh my god! They're opening two more locations this summer, and they're pa- all packed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fatty, and they've done a great job, like just kind of like the word of mouth and like having good bar environments mm-hmm. at all their locations, sure. um, with you know beers that you don't really get other places. I mean, it's just a good hang, like. It's it's a bar, but it's just like a good hang, and also you get a selection of beers and drinks there that you really wouldn't get at a lot of other traditional yeah. bars. Um, so I, I love people going, love bringing their dogs. Right, it's good. I love going to the downtown location. They they have at all location they have the uh, the fridge beers you can you can get. Yes. So yeah, so it's uh, it's a good spot. So yeah, things are happening this summer. Um, you know, sad for Compass Run, but. On the restaurant radar, things are things are looking pretty good, I would say. And finally, guys, you know we don't do it all the time here. We we try not to give uh, our, our erstwhile three time congressional candidate uh, <laughs> Nate McMurray too much oxygen these days because he's a oh, private I, citizen. I heard I heard three time congressional candidate. I thought we were talking about Eddie Egro. Oh, we'll give him all the oxygen. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie. You know, Eddie, Eddie's out there. This, this is more chess watch than Nate watch. Right, yeah. Okay, this is a little bit of both. So first off, first off, Nate watch, wee woo, wee woo. Nate Magnus Carlson McMurray. Yes, yes. Uh, Hikaru Nakamurray. <laughs> um, he <laughs> tweeted out this rather cryptic photo of, uh, I'm going to, I need to look at it again because it's just so, the tweet, and the picture were weird. I mean, okay, he posted a silly little picture of his cat on a chessboard. All right, kind of cute. Uh, the caption was checkmate, and then it was a little pawn emoji. This weirdo sits right in between. A couple things here. One, I, I guess this is Nate's like way of showing his cat, but also I want to note the board. So we're looking at this picture now. Now, this is not like your standard um, beginner board and what do i mean by that you see like the set from like i don't know like target or it's like the wooden pieces and it might be set up as like a conversation piece um you know in your house nobody's ever going to play chess on it but whenever i go over to my friend's house and i see that i am very ocd and i'm like no you cannot have the chess pieces set up wrong you're going to look like a fool to people like me who comes in and see that your queen and your king are on the wrong squares 
So even on your chintzy little, or maybe your nice chess set, whatever, but one that you're not, you don't, your ass doesn't play in chess. All right. But you have it set up as a little conversation piece. Even then, I will tell you, you've got to have your set set up correctly. You now, definitely bought that after watching right, the Queen's like, Gambit. Or, 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 no, you, you you have your like novelty like uh, Jedi's versus the Sith chess set. Oh, sure. Okay. Right? Right. That's it. That's the one, Jim. Yes. The yeah. novelty one or maybe like an old wooden one that you had from your grandparents or something. Uh-huh. Right, right. Yeah. Or even like I said, like there's like the, the only thing your least favorite great uncle left you. Right, right. There's even ones like in those fold fold up wooden cases mm-hmm. that you know you, you see like a just a beginner's thing. Now, what's interesting about this chess set here? Now, again, I am a true fucking nerd. This is chess watch here now. Uh, this is what looks like a. You told me earlier that I could leave the snake pit, right? Yeah, I don't have to stay here. Right. For you this. don't have we, to. Stay. We both can at this. No, <laughs> let me let me let me cook. Hold up, let him cook. Because this looks like what appears to be like some kind of like tournament chessboard. It's a vinyl chessboard. It's plastic, maybe even weighted pieces. So ostensibly at some point, Nate McMurray did not buy your Avengers chess set or your, you know, old wooden chess set. He bought a chess set for what you'd think the purpose would be to like play in some kind of tournament. At least these are a tournament looking chess set. So one, the Queens are set up wrong on this chess set. The Queens and King, the queen is on E one square and the king is on D1 and vice versa for black and white. So this is set up wrong, okay? So what I'm saying is that you, you're here, you know, you're a cute little cat. Okay, fine. That's kind of cute. But do not come with this shit on the internet. People like me will roast you for it. I will look down on you, all right? I can also lift that, more. This is the thing that pushed you over the edge, that you now look down on me. You know what? Yes. Do, do you think that maybe, like, this is a way of, he he's looking for people to play chess with. He goes like, I know these chess nerds will criticize me online, but how it's set up, and I can slide through the DMs, and those that's how I can find people to play chess with. Like well, anybody who doesn't notice and just is like, I love your cat. He's like, well, I don't have to talk so, to them ever again. So he'd be playing like fifth dimensional chess by doing yeah, that? yeah. Okay. Well, if if that's how you know you got me, I fell into your little tactic there, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it it just grinds my gears. Right, I, yeah. you yeah. know. This is a. Can I just say the only queen I see in that picture is that cute little kitty. It is a cute kitty. I gotta, I gotta yeah. hand it to him. So, that is the chess chat. The Nate watch. Oh, also, um, speaking of chess and speaking of businesses here in Buffalo. So I actually was at a different world of chess. Uh, relatively new storefront. The, mm-hmm. the actual business or organization has been around for a few years, but um, they opened a storefront on Main Street, 661 Main Street. Let me check that I'm, out. I'm just waiting for a chess king to open up down there for I can get new clothes for work. Yes. Yes. you. We are all hoping for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, 661 Main Street. Um, it's a cool storefront. Uh, Brandon, uh, my guy down there, mm-hmm. um, I stopped in. I played a little chess this weekend. Uh, had a good time. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go. That's right. So I'm um, rooting for them to succeed. And uh, yeah, I really uh, want to give a huge shout out to him. But that is uh, this week's episode of the Square Podcast. And once again, we want to thank you all for listening and supporting and uh, just being, I don't know, being you, being cool. So please, if you don't already do so, I mean, you know where to download us on the podcast. So you tell your friends, hey, uh, the Square Podcast, look on i. Apple, whatever, Spotify, wherever, Stitcher. We're on everywhere. Also, if you like us, if you really, really like us, give us money. That's how we live in society, Jim. They just they give us money, and that's how we know. It's love. Mm-hmm. So if you want to give us money, if you want to support what we do here, please go to patreon.com. Search up Square Podcast on Patreon, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah, Square mm-hmm. Pod Buff. So. Square Pod Buff, Buffalo's premier podcast of uh, chess drama. Um, mm-hmm. Who knows? The Bills Mafia, babes. Whatever. Whatever you like it to be. Whatever you want us to be. You pay us enough. We'll be the premier podcast of that. I promise you that. Right, yeah. Vaseline. Vaseline. Weathermen fighting. Um, yes. It's going to be the greasiest podcast in <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's Weathermen fighting. Is that, is that like some like weird YouTube subculture of bum fights? <laughs> you know I'd watch it. <laughs> you know I'd watch it. <laughs> just, and everybody, like L. Roker with his shirt off, just like, come the on. Only, the only stipulation I have is it, it has to start organically about an argument about the weather. Right. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Two weathermen just hanging out, yes. chatting up, and then it gets a little, little bellicose. Yes. Right. So That's not how you read a barometer. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't know how. 
I would just love it like on TV and like the green screen backgrounds getting all like yeah, scrambled right, yeah. and, uh, while they're fighting. So yes, if, uh, if, so if you want to support us, give us money, um, do that. Awesome. We'd love to take it. And, uh, you know, also too, uh, with the, uh, city of Buffalo common council primaries coming up, um, we're looking to get together, uh, maybe a little hangout. We'll throw it in our discord and figure out a place uh, to get together to watch the results as they come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, stay tuned for that. It's a few weeks out. Uh, June 27th yep. is the City of Buffalo primary. So we want to hang out with some of, uh, some of our peeps. A lot of faces we know and love uh, will likely show up just because we all hang out. Uh, but if you're somebody new and you want to just you know, chop, it up, chop it up with us, talk about the elections or whatever, um, it'll be in the Discord, and we'll uh, we'll all get together and have a beer, or a few, and <laughs> see how the Common Council races shake out. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all for this week. So thanks again, and uh, until next time. With Let's Go Pills, I wanted to make a beer that was similar to the beers I grew up drinking in in the tailgate. And I wanted a clear American lager that was crisp and and just really sharp. It it takes the classic American lager and and we we showcase craft ingredients made by locals, made by fans, uh, to be shared by fans. Bring community to all that you do and good things happen.